The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bazaar. So welcome to what episode is this? Forty four. Um, sixty four. What are we on? What year is it? No, last episode was forty two. So this would be forty three. Nice. You were so close and then so far. Uh, <laughs> that's how it usually goes with me and numbers. I'm like here, I'm there, and then I'm gone again. It's fine. Math is not my strong suit. I mean, like a lot of things are my strong suit, but like math is the top of the list for things that are just no bueno for me. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so you have, what is, is it raining there for you, like on your side of the city? Because I know sometimes in Toronto, like it'll rain in one half of the city, and then like not. Yeah. No. It is. It is raining on my half of the city right okay, now. Okay. Oh change. wait, actually, it might have just stopped. Okay, because it just stopped here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our new segment, what does the weather look like as it as it goes outside our window? Yeah, Alicia um, and I live on separate ends of the city, so it could be anything, really. It, it really could be anything. Like, it could be hailing where I live, and then it could be beautiful and sunny where you live. Mm-hmm. It, that's just how Canada works, you know? It's like 30 degrees one day, and then the next day you just feel like you're going to get hit in the face by a golf ball-sized piece of hail. It's fine. It's... Like my, it's yeah, it's I upsetting. Almost, I almost lost my son that's out on my balcony, and I and I made my son like plant Keanu leave because when there was no. a really bad storm, there was a really bad storm like five days ago, and like he just got ripped to shreds. So half of his leaves are just like it looks like he the plant has been mutilated by this guy. <laughs> oh no, that's so upsetting. Uh, yeah, he's hanging on by a thread. So everyone pray for Keanu, not the actor, my plant on my yeah. balcony. I'm sure Keanu Reeves is doing great. Uh, my plant, on the other hand, not so much. Oh, no. If, if for some reason, guys, this episode sounds kind of wonky, uh, Morgan and I are trying out a different recording setup. Yeah. So if it sounds different and or strange and or odd, that is why. I bit the bullet and bought a tiny little podcast bike, so... Um, it's beautiful. What Have you named her you. yet? I haven't. Um, Stay tuned, everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Should I name her? Absolutely. Mine. I had a I had a clarinet in high school named Ziggy. That's pretty cool. So I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty rad. I usually give all my objects like old lady names, mm. which is kind of like old of life. That's fair. So Morgan, what's new with you? Watching anything good on Netflix? Um, I'm almost finished Game of Thrones. Oh my god! Yeah, I totally forgot you were. Re- like, wait, are you re-watching it or are you watching it for the first time? Have never seen it before. Oh, you're in for a journey, my friend. You're yeah. in for a I, like, I have, I have some spoilers and others that haven't been spoiled for me, um, but we're now, we're on the last episode of season seven, moving into season eight, so... Oh, damn. You're really in the thick of it. We're in the home stretch. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to forget, like, the last season for me was a monumental disappointment, so... Prepare yourself mm. for the worst. I'm sure everyone's told you that. I have, yeah, I have been. I like my thing is that I'm not hypercritical about things that I like. If it's if it makes me happy, I'm happy. You know. <laughs> that's 
that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. All I know is that my two favorite characters in this series are Brienne of Tarth oh. and Jon Snow. Those are my what two favorites. Solid picks. Like that should be just yeah. a signifier of what you're like as a person that you pick those two incredible characters as your favorite characters. Like, I mean, I was discussing with uh, a friend last night about how, um, to me, the most bonable character in all of the Star Wars universe is Captain Phasma. So I just really have a thing for Gwendolyn Christie. I, I'm gonna be I honest. Mean, yeah, I was just gonna say she's your like ultimate, which is like a good pick. I mean, honestly, she could slap me and I would thank her. So, didn't she do theater as well? Was she in like a Shakespeare? Did you Midsummer Night's Dream? Yes, she was. I thought so. It's like a like an interesting like in the round modern midsummer. So you mean every rendition of Midsummer the past five years has been modernized <laughs> and in the round. And yeah. then videotaped in a very strange way. Um I, I, Like you're not wrong. <laughs> Heck yeah. So what's the story you're telling us today? Okay. Um so I've got a really special story today. <laughs> oh, um, that that sounds kind of weirdly flirty. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's intended that. <laughs> sorry, um, it's just this new microphone. I'm really getting into the like. <laughs> um, I just feel like my voice is gonna be so sensual. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, it's it's a story that's uh, close to home. Um, and not only geographically or like personally? geographically, not personally, um, <laughs> dear Lord, not personally, no geographically close to home. Um, and might the jury's still out on whether or not posting this episode might put a target on our back, you know? Oh, wait, are you saying a cult is going to come after us for this episode, Morgan? I'm saying that it took a lot of digging to find the information I did. And that worries me a little bit, but. Okay, so if Morgan and I suddenly go missing, or it says on our social media that we've stopped the podcast and or are on a vacation in a secluded location, we've been kidnapped by a cult. Please send help. Call the police. Actually, don't call the police. Call Beyonce or Michelle Obama. I feel like they have more traction. Ooh, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Right? Michelle Obama would totally rescue us. I'd be in tears hoping. I just, I have a lot of respect. Yeah, for don't them, get so. the, don't get the police involved. Get, uh. Yeah, actually, just go straight to the Obamas. <laughs> go, just go to the Obamas. Yes, perfect. I know they've been through a lot, and they probably don't want to deal with anybody else, but, like, Michelle's our only yep. hope. She's, like, Superman. Um, Alright, so I'm gonna start telling this, and you're going to... You're gonna know very soon into this what I'm talking about. Um, I am? Oh, I'm excited. Yep. Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> Out of 1,292 Google reviews, the Yellow Deli... Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I just made so much noise and almost knocked my mic over. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, yes. I'm so ready. Let's... You know what? I'm ready to fight them. Let's do it. Um, so the Yellow Deli has amassed an average score of 4.6 stars with hundreds of patrons commenting on the cafe's treehouse-like ambience and Middle-earth exterior, worthy of a local tavern in Grimm's Brothers' fables. Uh, a, a guest once wrote, uh, The food came quickly and was mouthwateringly delicious, served in baskets with the coffee in yellow mugs. I had the tofu burger, and I just admit it was sublime. 
Love. Did they slip drugs into that burger? Who knows? Uh, love the decor and feel of the deli. Food was wonderful, and the drinks, green juice and proper chai tea, were excellent. And the staff are a 10 out of 10. Definitely a must-do, shares another. But beyond the rave-worthy Reuben sandwiches and cottagecore aesthetic lies sinister allegations of racism, misogyny, mistreatment, because this cafe is run by an international cult known as the Twelve Tribes. So exciting. <laughs> Bust it open. <laughs> Bust it wide open. It. We know everything. We're coming um, for you. So, We're coming for you. So for you. a little bit of context, the reason Alicia got so excited about this, we both went to school uh, in a town in which about a year into... Um, our university careers, uh, the a yellow deli popped up in this city, um, and it's it popped up downtown, and um, it was actually down the street from where I mm -hmm. used to live. It popped up downtown, like right in the heart of like the student area of town, uh, and at first it was like a oh haha they're a cult, and then everyone found out that they actually were. Um, so this one hits a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't they don't mess around. Their sandwiches may be good, but they be sketchy. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, founded in 1972 by Albert Eugene or Gene Spriggs in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. The 12 Tribes is known as an apocalyptic Christian religious movement. Um, it followed the Jesus People movement of the 60s, so hippies, basically. Um, just to interject here, if anything is like a Christian movement or anything like that, it's probably a I mean, cult. Christianity in general is pretty much a cult, so yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, so it started in the 60s, uh, all peace, love, and all of that. Um, I feel like a lot of really intense cults started in the 60s. Like, they, they Oh, absolutely, all... they spawned off of the hippie yeah, counterculture, yeah. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, So from what records uh, that can be found, they have roughly about 2,000 to 3,000 members in... 50 communities over nine countries, and this includes Australia, the U.S., Japan, Germany, France, and right here in Canada, uh, which I didn't realize at first because I had a friend who went to Australia and jokingly sent us a picture of a yellow deli and was like, oh, haha, ha, cults all over the world. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's scary that they're all over the all world. All over the world. Um, Literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. So they devoutly follow the teachings of the Bible uh, and refer to Jesus by his assumed Hebrew name, which is uh, Yahshua. I hope I'm saying that right. It just kind of looks like Joshua with a Y. So I haven't been involved in Catholicism for years. Um, um, they didn't say they kicked me out, but... I mean, this is Judaism, so... <laughs> That's true. I've never been a part of them. Um, I don't think I would be invited. I don't feel like they would love me, but that's okay. Um, that's fair. Uh, so their name is actually a reference to the book of Acts and is based on their belief that the 12 tribes must earnestly serve God day and night. Um, and they live in accordance with the values established in the Acts in order to bring about the return of the Messiah. 
Uh, this includes living in a communal environment and observing the Sabbath, uh, which is the day of rest. Apparently the day of rest from Friday to Saturday evening. I thought it was a Sunday, but... Yeah, no, it's because they have like a whole like mm-hmm. meal um, and everything. So yeah, they teach the Christ, uh, that Christianity... Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, they actually teach that Christianity is the whore of Babylon and all other denominations and sects are false. So They might be right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to. That part sounds good. <laughs> that part sounds like heavy metal. Yeah. That yeah. part sounds. No, the Horn of Babylon sounds like a really heavy metal band. And I like it. Like, I would listen I, to them. I would I, go to their show. I'll do it. I would go to yeah. their show. Um, so, uh, a uh, professor of religious studies at San Diego State University in 2013 said that uh, most, if not all, of their beliefs are well within traditional Christian doctrine. Um, so they expect Jesus to return imminently, which is also something that a lot of Christian sects do. Um, and uh, the difference between them and other evangelical Christians is that they take their belief to the next level. So they are living the life that they believe will have people ready when Jesus returns so uh, that they can be anointed and be a part or sorry be a part of the anointed or chosen people um, and they take their interpretation of the New Testament like super seriously like to a different level um, so they yeah. quite literally apparently have to live out the New Testament which I don't exactly know what that means like are they the New Testament wasn't that great. I mean, like, the Old Testament was, like, heavy metal, but, like, the New Testament was just filled with, like, a lot of fish appearing in baskets. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I remember, here's my understanding of growing up in a Catholic uh, school system. We also had to play out the New Testament. Oh, did you do Stations yeah. of the Cross? Did you do a play of Stations of the Oh exactly, my god, you did That's exactly You did the Stations of the Cross yeah, play? Every Damn. year. Every year at Easter. Yep. Every year the the eighth graders yeah. would do it. Alright. Okay, everyone. Catholic school, man. That's what I mean. Why is cool. it, why are people knocking at doors? I swear to god if we get interrupted again. Are we okay? I think we're fine for now. Okay. Oh. Anyways, you were saying about the cult. Yes. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, oh God, I've lost my place now because I just... You were talking about your friend was in Australia and saw that it was in Australia and like how the cult has gone global and they believe in the New Testament. They follow the New Testament word for word. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so they literally have to live it out, which, um... Th- I guess not live it out. We just have to act it out, which is <laughs> still weird, you know? That's a lot yeah. um, Okay, so from their website, uh, the, tw- the 12 tribes actually portray a utopian community. Um, so they have, a, um, they have a website, I believe, is uh, just their Yellow Deli. Yeah. Um, they, it's weird because they explain it like, um, like a... Uh, um, like, it's just, like, their way of life, you know? It's, like, this, like, this this website about a deli. But then they're, like, but also, like, listen to what we have to say about God. Um, Sandwiches, not for you. 
soup? Not for you. Don't worry. We also have a cult. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. Oh, um, so uh, they emphasize in several of their posts that the visitors are welcome to just show up and stay at any of their properties for an undisclosed period of time. Um, and uh, uh, a quote from their website is, uh, Many have hoped and even dreamed of living a life of peace, where love and care for others was supreme. But is this really possible today? And if it were, how would it come about? Like, okay. Can you imagine uh, a deli being you... like, here's your sandwich, and also, have you ever thought about living in peace? Be like... Oh, what I would do if a woman just handed me a grilled cheese and went, have you ever thought about the New Testament? Oh, I would... And God's plan oh, for I you? Oh, I would run. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna take my carbs and go. It's also something to say that, like, we, like... I had multiple male friends in my times at in my time at Queens that would like jokingly be like we're going to go to the Yellow Deli apparently they have really good sandwiches. And I was like I don't think a single one of my female friends has ever been like let's go to the Yellow Deli. <laughs> Listen, white white men have a confidence unlike any other that oh I've my seen. God. They will walk into the most dangerous situation just like dick hurt. It's- like, they are just so comfortable in any scenario. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, oh my um, god. They think they're bulletproof. They really do. Uh, so, oh god, So, yeah. um, oh god. Uh, so for many years, the group uh, has practiced a kind of, an, as quoted, passive evangelism. Evan- evangelism? Evangelism. Evangelism? I don't know why I said you that. You got well. it. We're so good at religion. Um, so they've set up businesses, hostels, organic farms, Yellow Deli restaurants in 13 countries, uh, and usually focusing on locations where it will attract young, often wayward people, i.e. a small university town in the middle of Canada where a lot of university students are just confused about life. <laughs> <coughs> Kingston, on- <coughs> Kingston, Ontario. <Yep. coughs> Kingston. Um, so... Uh, their website uh, for hostels is called thehikershostel.org, and it actually promotes their services, um, but makes no mention of the 12 tribes. So where Yellow Deli kind of explains, like, their way of life and, like, what goes on, um, Hikers Hostel just basically is like, hey, we have hostels. Um, many hikers uh, enjoy the hostels, um, and apparently there are very friendly overseers and optional... Uh, Yes, Pluto? Pluto Pluto agrees that this entire scheme is, like, so sketchy. Um, yeah, she's like, what, something's not right. Um, so apparently it's either you can pay for lodging, um, and, but also volunteers, uh, people can volunteer and work, uh, oh, sorry, volunteer and work trade is requested, the website, uh, says, uh, but come as you are. So basically, like, you can pay for lodging, or you could, like, work for your lodging, um, which is frightening. Because that just means that they're like, hey, stay here, but you gotta work for it. And, like, that just seems like a deep hole, yeah. you know? They're, they're implying a little bit of unplate. Oh, yeah, there. 100%. Um, Enslavement. <laughs> Brainwashing. Yeah. At, well, nice little cocktail. Oh, nice. So nice. Um, so... Uh, an in-depth investigation by the um, Sydney Morning Herald, because it seems like the most uh, 
the most research I could find went into the Australian sect of uh, this place um, for one reason or another. Uh, but the Sydney Morning Herald uh, revealed that some of the practices followed by members include a strictly regulated diet free from sugar, chocolate, coffee, or tea. Um, they have to finish their showers with a cold rinse for one to two minutes to boost the production of white blood cells. Um, and renew your mind through the process of confessing and sharing your sins, which, again, a very normal Christian thing to do. Um, and uh, the men are also required to keep beards, apparently because uh, it was the Romans who introduced shaving, so that's not allowed. Are, are we allowed to keep beards? Apparently not. Is that the thing? Because yeah, who knows? Yeah. If facial waxing doesn't come back soon, your girl's going to have yeah. Um, and it was thought that if uh, God doesn't control your teeth, hair, and eyeballs, he doesn't have you, says an ex-member. Yeah, that's terrifying. He doesn't have- what? I don't even- Doesn't have I don't you. even have control over my teeth, are you kidding me? I have two wisdom teeth coming in and have been for four years. Wait, does that mean if you show up with, like, braces, they'll, like, pry the braces out of your face? I don't know. Oof baby this not that any cult sounds great but like oof, man uh, i'd worry about how young you would have to be to have braces though you know like i think they get the kids earlier than that that's okay yeah. i don't know you guys are gonna hear a lot of just like random <laughs> no pluto pluto needs to be in on this conversation mm -hmm. she has important things to weigh um on. so that quote was actually from an ex-member michael painter who spent 18 years in the u.s sect of the tribe so Man's was that's a long yeah. time to suddenly pull yourself out yeah. of a cult. There's a lot of like Reddit AMA threads on this, like people being like, I was a part of the 12 tribes, ask me anything. <laughs> so, vloggers are just gonna come out like, Yeah, hey, um, I did find a video, I found a video of someone allegedly going into a 12, uh, 12 uh, tribes meeting, uh, but it just kind of looked like a really lame. Christian party like it didn't that is what Christian cults yeah. are a really lame Christian yeah. party we know none of you guys can party nor should yeah. you um so to get into some now to get um I know I know what you're thinking Morgan this yeah cults in general are a little bit weird but nothing so far has been that outrageous like they're they're just selling sandwiches and preaching God that's how Manson yeah. started that's how Manson started um, but uh, no, Manson started because he got rejected from the Beast Boys. <laughs> the Beach Boys, not the Beast Listen, Boys. Listen, <laughs> the, the, the Beastie Boys the had Beastie nothing, boys to, do have nothing to do with the Manson. The Beach Boys, however, wanted nothing to do with Manson, and so he started a cult. These guys, we're going to say it started with sandwiches. It's a cult also. Yep. Um, so The butterfly effect. Truly. So um, the group's interpretation of scripture as translated by um, our good old Gene Spriggs back in the 60s um, has led to many critics to label it a cult. So this is kind of where it starts to go downhill a little bit. Um, so some of Spriggs' more controversial teachings uh, include that women should be subservient to men and their primary purpose is childbearing and rearing. So that's a, a good start. Um, people of different races should not marry. Our solution to the race problem is 
not to intermarry everybody, one member told a reporter. Our goal is not to create one gray human being. Because, you know... Well, sorry, one gray human yeah. being? Do they do they think that, like, biracial couples just create a gray-looking baby? It's like the Proud family, like the Blue Sisters. Like, is that what you yeah, think? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they've just been watching too much of the Proud family. They're very confused. That is so disgusting. Yeah. Um, like, on a serious note. Oh, it's is, disgusting. Yeah, no. That is terrifying. Like, here's the thing. You don't have to... And again, I'm not saying that murder isn't awful, but you don't have to be physically violent to be determined as a violent and violent institution yeah. like they're still verbally violent and now it doesn't um oh uh here's the next part as well um slavery is not just acceptable in their eyes but biblically sanctioned um in a 1988 teaching uh spriggs wrote that paul and yashua uh again the name for jesus for them didn't is Paul a disciple or is Paul also Jesus? Paul is a disciple. Um, Got it. Didn't rebuke anyone who had slaves, so it is all right by principle to have slaves. Slavery is the only way for some people to be useful in society. And if the American slaves were mistreated, it was the fault of the slave. I'm mad. Yep. Um, so, uh, also corporal punishment is essential to raising children, which means, uh, they, uh, Spriggs wrote in 1990, the rod expiates, takes away the guilt from a child's heart, basically meaning it's okay to beat your children. Um, so if you beat your kid enough, you'll stop feeling guilty about it? Is that... Yeah, and lying is permissible for 12 tribe members, so if you lie, anything could happen. Uh, I I would love to have, like, a follow-up essay in retaliation to their statements, because I feel like Jesus might not have wanted any of those things to happen. Isn't that always... Like that was the whole point. Literally all of history is people not understanding what the Bible said. Let's... I would love it if somehow it came out that, like, these 12 dudes got together and they were like, none of this actually happened, but let's make a bit out of yeah. it. Um, so... Apart from all of those controversial views, um, <laughs> uh, also, oh, they also mentioned that homosexuals should be put to death. <laughs> so. Um, ah, here's your sandwich and down with the gays, essentially, yeah. is what they're saying. Um, so, uh, the main um, violations that are held against the 12 tribes are based uh on their controversial treatment of children so it's a lot of child abuse allegations um most notably I, yeah most notably in um 2013 the 12 tribes in germany were subject to a documentary produced for german tv um on station rtl i haven't been able to find what that documentary actually was <laughs> If there's anyone in Germany out there who wants to send us details about this documentary, yeah. do so, um, please. <laughs> so they, um, it basically showed footage of six children being struck with a cane 83 times, and uh, altogether there were 50 instances of children being beaten on camera. Um, and then some quotes from uh, a former or the former members include, uh, it's normal to be beaten every day. I was told I would die if I tried to escape. Um, they said that I had lost control of myself. I was a child who was not allowed to be a child. 
Um, these are all from different people. Uh, quotes from different people who were children in the cult. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it's horrible. Um, and in 2018, um, the Times also reported that uh, the state labor department found multiple violations of state child labor laws um, at a common sense farm in Washington County, which is apparently uh, owned by the 12 tribes. Um, uh, this was after secret cameras uh, that were put into the farm showed multiple underage children packaging cosmetics in a factory owned by the 12, 12 tribes. What cosmetic brand do you know? I don't. I think it's probably like an all-natural brand that they sell at their their place. Everyone, watch out! Yeah. They're in makeup yeah. now. Well, because I don't starts. know if you noticed, but the twelve, uh, the uh, the um, yellow deli in Kingston has like a tiny little farmers market behind it. Like, there's a little like garage that has like stuff that they sell. Yeah. So everything that you buy from the yellow deli or from their little markets or from their farms, cosmetics, whatever. Those are all packaged by um, children slaves. Yeah, so it's not it's Child not slaves. funny to just. I think that's the other thing too because it's been. Yeah, don't go in there for a laugh. That's not what we're saying. That's not the point of yeah. this episode. We're not endorsing them. We're not talking about them to like ooh cause spectacle or like get you to go into their business. If anything, we're doing this so you stay away yeah. from their businesses. Yeah. Um. So. Uh... Um, yeah, so when it comes to issues of child discipline, um, as they call it, the 12 tribes maintain that their hardline approach, which prohibits children from owning toys, playing games, or creating Im imaginary scenarios, they stop kids from creating imaginary scenarios. Can they stop my anxiety from creating imaginary oh, scenarios? That's a good call. Maybe I should maybe I should hit up the 12 tribes. Um, like, <laughs> hi, can oh, you stop? Our jokes are so inappropriate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, in their writing, it says, we recognize that God-given right, the God-given right of parents to raise their children according to the voice of God in their conscience, which we believe parental authority is the highest authority given among men. Which... <sighs> in general, in society, makes me mad. The whole, like, I'm the parent, so I'm right, is the cause of a lot of both physical and mental child abuse, just in general. Um, yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. But, absolutely. Oof. Uh, uh, yeah, they encourage parents to use the wisdom of the rod in correcting their children. So the wisdom of the rod is, like, what, a lead pipe you beat your children Basically, with? like, a cane, yeah. Like a, like, Oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, that's disgusting. The word of God never teaches or condones striking another human being, including a child, with one's hand. Every sensible person knows that it is unwise to hit even an animal with one's hand. You can't... But, but using a cane, however... You can see the wisdom of God in prescribing a reed-like rod for discipline since both parents can use it equally well. It does not require physical strength to deliver its sting. A thin reed-like rod merely causes pain to the layer of the skin closest to the surface of their little bottom, delivering a message so, right to the child's heart. So you spank a child on the ass with a cane, and they're saying by getting hit with a cane, you feel it in your heart. Well, you also feel it everywhere else on your body, and that isn't Jesus speaking through you. 
that's you being an abusive parent. Also not just the momentary physical thing, it's a mental thing as well, but... Oh my god. The just the amount of trauma that creates. Yeah. Um, so on February 19th, 2019, so a little over a year ago, um, the New Zealand, not New Zealand, the, I think Sydney police, uh, the NSW police raided the Sydney okay. headquarters, so I assume Sydney. <laughs> um, Sydney, Australia, yeah. there's an opera house there, we know it, we all watched Finding Nemo. Yes, um, 13 Wallaby Way, si- wait, no, P. Sherman, 13 yeah, Wallaby 13. Way, Sydney. See, yeah. we know our shit. Um, here at the bazaar. <laughs> uh, they raided the Sydney headquarters of the 12 tribes called in, uh, Peppercorn Creek Farm in southwestern Sydney, so another farm they own. Um, in footage captured by Channel 9's A Current Affair, uh, journalist Allison Piotrowski reported detectives were at the property for six hours looking to find evidence such as documents and diary entries. The investigation was part of a strike force, um, was part of strike force, uh, Nanagay, Nan- Nanagi, uh, was, uh... I feel like it's Nanagi, yeah. but that's, I, what do I know? Which was set up to investigate child discipline, lack of health care, uh, and reports of stillbirths within the sect. Um, because in an early investigation, uh, former cult leader, uh, Chen Charznak, uh, or Zarznak, if you take the Russian, uh, version of that, uh... <laughs> Uh, told the reporters that members were told to avoid seeking external medical help, um, saying that they know people who almost died, and by the time they got people to the hospital um, and got blood transfusions and whatnot, they were nearly gone. Uh, There were babies that were still born. Uh, There were babies that struggled to live. um, And there were some things that were just on the whole preventable, but weren't allowed because they were told not to seek medical attention. Um, so, uh, and the group, again, defends itself with this uh, as simply saying that they follow what the Bible dictates as when a person uses the word cult, he usually means some group he fears or dislikes. While we are, from time to time, called a cult, we are not false, unorthodox, or extremist. We do not We do nothing other than what the words of the Bible have always called for a reasonable response to God's love in sending his son. This next part is really great. I found it in an article um, uh, that a hiker wrote about like the whole like hostel situation and whatnot. And he goes, um, many hikers, particularly women, have come away feeling uneasy about what lies beneath the hospitality under a 12 tribes roof. Is it the? It, it's always the women. <laughs> they're like. That's what I mean. Like, not right. They're never. They're never gonna go after the white guy who's hiking alone first. They're gonna go after the girl who's on her solo trip, backpacking for the first time in Australia. Yeah. That's who they're gonna go yeah. after. Um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, according to some women that um. Uh, we're uh, are we're hiking along the Appalachian Trail and whatnot. Um. They were apparently very pushy with them. Uh, kept trying to get uh, them to stay. Um, they apparently had to say no at least three times. Uh, and she was trying to talk to one of the uh, women, and she would barely speak. She just kept looking at the dude who was there with her um, and waiting to get his approval. And as um, 
apparently this person is also trained as an advocate for victims in, of domestic violence. So she was like, there were a lot of alarm bells going off in my head uh, and terrible vibes just all around from this interaction. Um, That's terrifying. Yeah. That's oh. And uh, then you have um, Tanya Alford, um, a.k.a. Tambourine, I guess. She has a fun name. I don't know. Uh, hiked the is it an alias or is it actually her name her name is actually tambourine well no it says tanya alfred aka tambourine so i feel like that's just oh cool. um that's yeah a cool alias. she hiked the trail in 2007 and stayed at the group's rutland hostel and said uh the food was amazing but i'm a welder by trade and they insisted that was not a woman's job uh female hikers had to wear their attire and male had to wear their attire, um, meaning the 12, 12 tribes attire, and the male hikers got to wear regular clothes. The women act like they're terrified there. To me, they're uh, like they're in some kind of trance, and it seems like they prey on weak hikers that aren't close to family or have close friends. Um, another another uh, instance uh, from the Appalachian Trail, uh, Beth uh, Robinette, uh, who hiked in 2014, she didn't feel oppressed, but did feel pressure to join. I felt they were looking for the whole in my life, and of course the women are subject to the wisdom and authority of man. Women can only have authority over other women and children, not men. Um, oh my god, that is terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. Um, and so that's pretty much it. Like I said, not a lot of- So women who had to- Sorry, so women who had to stay there had to- so, female hikers that would check into these hostels would have to wear this 12... 12 tribes. Tribes sanctioned yeah, and for whereas men could walk in and wear whatever yeah, they want. But from what, I, from what I'm aware of, like, it's not um, from the videos I've seen or the photos, it seems like their attire is really just, like... An uber religious or an uber religious Christian attire, so it's like a like imagine the Duggars, like just long skirts, long shirts. Oh yeah. Like nothing. Listen, I love a long skirt with a cute bodysuit oh, yeah. number, my summer uniform. But I I don't want to ever be no, forced yeah. to wear anything that I myself do not want. Oh yeah. To wear. No. And just the fact that the women would have to like obviously if you're a hiker you're gonna be wearing like hiking boots and pants and like proper attire and then i guess apparently these women would have to change um while the men still got to wear their normal things um here's the thing it's harder to run away in a long skirt i'm just gonna say it. I, it's harder to flee I once, when you're wearing that kind of i once outfit. went hiking in a long skirt and birkenstocks and let me tell you it was not it wasn't like a hike it was like a why would you, you for those who can't see us the face i just threw morgan was like Girl. it was just like one of those things where we were just like we were trying to find something to do and there was like this tiny little yeah. hiking path and we were like oh this is fun and i was in a do skirt it. and it was it was fine it was like a very normal hiking path aside from like the few rocks we had to climb but i can i could i could one up you there so uh when i was in seattle last visiting a friend um she told me we were going on a walking path so we just thought it was like this paved flat path because uh, I said, is it a hike? And they were like, no, no, no. It's just, we're just going on a walk by the water. And I was like, okay, okay. So I wore wool pants and shoes that were not meant for hiking. They were oh, white, no. like the Nike Cortezes or whatever. Yeah. And like a cropped sweater. I was dying. And to this day, they have a video of me whining in the background, being going like up this steep ass hill in these wool pants. Oh, no. Trying to hike. Um, Awful. Uh, yeah. So that's the Yellow Deli. 
slash the 12 tribes slash hikers hostel slash all of these other so businesses we're telling you to stay away from are the following the yellow deli hikers hostel and if anyone says they're from the 12 tribes yep um also yeah this is not us being like go check out the yellow deli Everyone says they have great sandwiches because it's been proven that that money is going straight into the, um, the like farms they have. And those farms are the places in which they are using to oppress these women and spread this awful, awful scripture. And listen, not all cults. Okay. No, not all are you going to say not all cults are dangerous? Not all cults are da- no, not all cults are dangerous, but... Oh, uh, wait, no. Not all small religious <laughs> movements are dangerous. Here's the thing. A lot of religion is problematic. Yeah. I am yet to run into a religion that is not problematic. And Sorry, I'm going to retract that and say an organized institutional religion, yeah. because I think things like um, Wicca and certain other spiritual movements can be a lot more just because it's healthy and all-encompassing but like I think a lot of institutionalized religions can sometimes yeah. just because it's a cult be harmful just because it's occult not a cult so o-c-c-u-l-t just because it's a cult or something you don't know about doesn't mean it's bad but but if it's preaching hatred towards people, if it's preaching harm towards people, if it is willfully putting its own members down in any way, that's bad. Um, that's how you know it's a bad religion. That's how you pick a religion. Or don't. That's how I don't. But if you want to pick one, the way not to choose one is to look, and if it hates on anybody else, um, maybe don't, maybe don't go the there. In the ancient words of uh, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, call your dad, you're oh, in a our- cult. <laughs> Yeah, literally, our patron saints. Call your dad, you're in a Patron cult. saints of Arterio. Um, no, like, it's it's your right. Anyone who tries to control you or, like, put some sort of... And that's not, that's not to pray, like, that's not to talk down to the people who do get themselves stuck in cults because oftentimes Absolutely the point not. of cults is that they, they often prey on people who are lost in life and are susceptible to... Um, just people who are preaching found family and purpose. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing about uh, the Yellow Deli that a lot of people, at least in Kingston, would always gossip about is the fact that they would promise to absolve all of your debts. All you had to do was just go live on Give their ranch. Everything. Yeah, and uh, so, you know. Ne- never, Never be willing to give anyone every part of you yeah so you should never have to give away parts of you in order to fit in yeah. or have a family <sighs> that's our that's our uh our little uh speech there but those are our rules um yeah no that was a wild situation so if anyone kills morgan and i with a sandwich or if for some reason you're noticing um, that we disappear, it was Yellow Deli, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. Just to protect ourselves. Luckily, um, I don't think this podcast has enough traction to catch any of their... No. 
if they're threatened by two two women in the, the Toronto area, well then, not that they shouldn't be yeah. because we're pretty we're pretty intense. We're pretty badass over here at the bazaar. Um, amazing. Okay. Uh, so do you have any like non-profit or organization or cause to talk I about? I do. <laughs> oh, um, we've got a Toronto-based organization. Uh, we're keeping it. Woo. The six. We're keeping it Great. Canadian. Um, the Raptors. Yes. Uh, on the topic of uh, cults being a um, a place where often people uh, feeling lost or maybe with uh, mental health issues go to find themselves, uh, I thought it would be apt to talk about um, Across Boundaries, which is a, um, a, um, um, a mental health support and service uh, that works with anti, uh, anti-racism, anti-black racism, and anti-oppression frameworks, um, basically to address the negative impact of racism and discrimination on mental health and well-being. Uh, so they are rooted in up-to-date research and consistently active community engagement, and uh, they have progressive strategies that are implemented by very capable staff who are committed to improving the quality of mental health and addiction care for racialized people. Uh, so their vision is uh, dignified, inclusive, and compassionate mental health addiction services for racialized communities. Um, and they are situated right here in Toronto. Um, and you can find them at acrossboundaries.ca. So it's pretty, pretty simple. Um, you're able to donate to them. You can, um, uh, they also have, um, referrals and intakes. So people are able to be referred to their, um, I believe they're like, kind of like a cam age situation. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're doing a lot of great work right now. Uh, they're, an uh, uh, LGBTQ plus, uh, two-spirit, uh, positive space. Um, they have a lot of services and support. Um, they do a lot of community outreach, uh, and they're doing a lot right now in general, uh, to help with the Black Lives Matter movement and just, um, helping around Toronto with the, um, the issues we face around racialized stigmatization of mental health and addiction so that's great safe spaces right now yeah. are completely essential mm-hmm. as they have always yes. been. wonderful oh gosh what a what a strong episode morgan Thank you. you always have the you always have the good stories <laughs> not that that none of that was good you know what i mean In- interesting uh good all right <laughs> riveting interesting informative informative that's good i think i'm gonna do uh for next week's episode a little sneak peek i think i'm gonna do something spooky so. yes something something wild and bizarre oh is coming to us next week i mean not that this isn't bizarre but i mean i think everything yeah. we've covered in some way shape or form is yeah. bizarre i think that's the point um, really <laughs> yeah <laughs> some may say that is the point of the podcast <laughs> some may say it is the name of the podcast um amazing i some people have asked me, oh, do you, Morgan, finally have a sign-off? No. Um, and that's the beauty of this podcast. I don't know if we ever will have a no. uniform it really changes. Sign-off. It really changes from uh, time to time. Like, uh, I don't know. It does. Today could just be, don't join a cult. Yeah. Um, you know what you do instead of joining a cult? Call your mom. Call your friends. Grandparent. Call anyone but the cult. No matter how good a Reuben sandwich might be, 
don't take the Reuben sandwich. Don't take the Reuben sandwich and don't join the cult. If a stranger, if a stranger hands you a sandwich, be suspicious. Thank you. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>